Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a teacher, an ADHDer, a certified life coach, and I created this podcast to spread awareness about ADHD, anxiety, and other mental health conditions and neurodevelopmental disorders. Let's chat about all the challenges, the fun, and the struggles of these things. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, ADHD, I see you. If you'd like to take the strategies and tips that I share in this podcast further, head to my show notes and click the link to join Focused. It is the ADHD program for adults created by Kristen Carter, who has ADHD herself. So the platforms are ADHD friendly and the transformations that I've made since I joined have been amazing. If you head to my show notes and use that link, not only do you save $50 in your first payment, but I get a credit to my account too. We all win. Go to my show notes now if you want more of these tips, strategies, and in-depth ways to manage your ADHD. You can also download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started making your own podcast to share your voice. All right, my friends, back to the show. Hey, listener, if you're enjoying this show, you should totally subscribe to it so that you can see when new episodes pop right up into your feed. In Spotify, if you go up at the top and hit click follow, it'll notify you every time there's a new episode. Then, really quick, as you're listening to this, right under the follow little um, bubble, there's a rating bubble. If you could just rate this podcast and give some feedback, possibly maybe answer the poll question that's underneath the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. I hope that you're enjoying whatever you're doing today or tonight. Have a great one. Hi, my friend, and welcome to this episode, Authentically ADHD, with me, Carmen. I just want to start out this podcast by saying how much I appreciate you. I appreciate all the time that you set aside to listen to my podcasts, whether you're driving, walking your dog, or you are washing the dishes, doing laundry. If you're like me, you use podcasts to make the mundane tasks of the day a little bit more interesting and a little bit more um, brain friendly, a little bit something that you can listen to. And I really appreciate that you chose this podcast to listen to. If I could reach at least one person and change their life with this information about ADHD, that would make my life. That would change my world. That's why I create this podcast. That's why I put all the work into it. So I just wanted to tell you, my listener, that I appreciate you so, so very much. 
So today's episode is called Your Stress Mess. Now I'm sure that you're like, okay, is this episode about my stress or like my mess? Well, decluttering is definitely a mess, right? Mess causes us stress, if you didn't know. If it's messy around you, your spaces reflect your mind. So if your spaces are messy, it's a good chance that your mind is pretty messy too. So that's the part that we have to work on. So let's get started. This topic of decluttering and organization is super popular among ADHD ears. Do you ever wonder why trying to clean is so overwhelming? The terrible cycle of decluttering, overwhelm, declutter adds to the overwhelm, and then we avoid, it causes avoidance, which means we're then overwhelmed again, and it's worse. And we do not need any more overwhelm in our lives. Am I right? Like, come on. So part of the reason why we have clutter that is just overtaking different parts of our lives, it's called clutter in stasis. So another reason clutter becomes so overwhelming is because some of it goes into stasis mode, meaning the clutter has been out of place for so long that you've started to treat it like it's not there, as if it's part of your environment, because it's been there for so long. This is why I personally don't use post-it notes. When I put post-it notes up to remind me of things, eventually they become post-it notes in stasis, meaning they're just decorations that I don't notice because they become part of my environment, because I don't realize that they're there to remind me to do things unless I put it in the middle of a mirror or my computer screen or something that I look at. It's part of your environment. This just happens because we don't have specific places for things. I know you're rolling your eyes right now, but let's keep going because all decluttering and cleaning requires a ton of executive function. First of all, there's the decision making, decision making. What do I keep? Where does it go? If I'm not keeping it, what do I do with it? If I'm going to keep it, why am I going to keep it? Decision making of, should I get rid of this? Because it means so much to my mom, my dad, my grandma. Does it mean a lot to you is the question. It also takes attention and focus. You have to try and manage your attention to not get hyper-focused on cleaning one specific corner so that corner is completely clean and the rest of the room is still a mess. Or the opposite, don't get distracted, you know, in things that you find and getting lost in those things that we find when we're cleaning and organizing. Then there's the emotions that are attached to some of our belongings that, again, causes overwhelm because we don't know that causes question loops in our head about what we should do with things. This also includes cognitive flexibility, the ability to shift your focus or shift the way that you think about something in order to get rid of it or keep it. And then while we're cleaning, we have to use working memory 
We have to hold that information temporarily in our head while we're working. And then we have to control our response inhibition, meaning we have to manage our impulsivity to, oh, I should really just do this other thing because our brains are trying to get us not to clean because it's comfortable. Not necessarily because we don't want to, we might not want to, but we decided to, but then our brains are like, this is uncomfortable. Get me out of here. I don't like it. So it wants you to do something else. So if you find that you relate to a lot of this, believe me, you are not alone. I'm right there with you. But disorganized spaces cause disorganization in our mind. And disorganization in our mind actually causes disorganized spaces. Hey, my ADHD friend. I am super excited to announce that my ADHD coach, Kristen Carter, is running an emotional balance course about emotional um, regulation and emotional literacy in November. So please go to my show notes and click the link to get $50 off of your first payment and come regulate emotions with me. See the magic that happens. Because I swear, she's transformed my life. It is the program for adults with ADHD. So go to my show notes and click that link and join Focused today or at least by November 1st so you can be a part of this awesome experience. So how do we declutter to de-stress without leading to overwhelm and avoidance? Let's go. Number one use a timer. This one helps me the most since my distractibility likes to take over and I find things and I can get hyper-focused into getting distracted and end up not really organizing but just really like playing with the stuff that I find. Another tip is get a body double and if you don't know what a body double is it's just another person who's doing work. doesn't have to be the same work but they're doing it alongside of you whether it's in person virtually, on Zoom, or on the computer, talking on the phone, etc. A body double helps with the accountability because the other person is working, so you're more likely to stay on task with them. Another tip to kind of keep things decluttered daily is to sort your paper mail and your paperwork daily. Sort your mail into different piles, throw stuff away. When the kids come home with artwork, homework, paperwork, Make sure there's a place for it. And with everything else, go digital. It's a lot better than the paper piles. But be aware of your digital clutter because I definitely have 16 folders of stuff that's copies of pictures and files that I should probably delete because it's taking up a bunch of room on my computer. (laughs) The next tip is another one you're really going to roll your eyes at me for, but a place for everything and everything in its place. Keep the related items together. We're not going to put plastic dishes in a cabinet with food. I mean, that's just, it doesn't make any sense to our brains, so we're not going to know where to put it back at. So make sure that things that are similar are together and make sure you have everything that has a place and it's in its place. 
And then another tip that I really love is using clear storage containers and label them. That way when you open the fridge, a closet, etc., you can see what's in the bins and or you're also able to read what's in each thing so that you know what to grab or what where to put something away. The next Oh, and this is the the reason why we need to do this um, with the clear bins is the same reason as that whole stasis thing. It becomes either part of your environment or if they're in colored containers or hidden on shelves or in drawers, it's out of sight and out of mind and we tend to forget about it. We tend to forget it's even there. The next tip that I have is to downsize. Downsize, constrain, and using minimalism. I've been working on this a lot lately because I have a bit of an issue purchase now, like that button. I have a little bit of an issue pressing that a bit too much. So lately, I've been taking a huge pause looking at the item that I want the dopamine rush from pressing that buy now button, and I stop, and I pause, and I ask myself, do I love this thing? Could I live without this thing? Does this thing have a place? Am I going to use it? Those are just some major questions you should ask yourself before you even bring anything new into your home. And if there isn't a place for it, but you do love it and you feel like you couldn't live without it, get rid of something that's in your house already to replace it. So it's not adding to the clutter that's already there. I want to give you a quote to end out this episode that's by Jean Allen. She wrote the book, Get Out of Your Head. The quote goes, we have bought into the lie that we're victims of our thoughts rather than warriors equipped to fight on the front lines of the greatest battle of our generation, the battle of our minds. I'm telling you right now, my friend, You can try and read, you can digest all of the information in the world, but if you don't implement or try to use these strategies, they won't work. If you don't believe that the strategies could work for you, they won't. So the first thing you need to do is change your thoughts about being organized. We've liked to adopt thoughts that other people have given us about us. Things like, I'm just messy. I'm just lazy. I'm just disorganized. No, you're not, my friend. You have ADHD. So those things are, they're impeded in your brain. But you can work on them. Remember, your brain is a muscle, just like any other muscle in your brain. You can strengthen it. Just like it can be weakened if you don't work on certain things. I really, really hope that you enjoyed this decluttering episode. Please let me know if you have any other strategies that you think I should add. Or if any of my strategies worked for you. If we're not already connected on Instagram, we totally should be. I'm at authenticallyADHD underscore Carmen Irace. Get at me and Let me know all of your decluttering drama. All right, my friends, stay authentic and I will talk to you soon.